0: Today's Callahan show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now and you can support this show and you can strike back against canceled culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the canceled culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against canceled culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Right, Joe rogan is not fired yet by spotify but but just wait a few minutes it's coming a new uh, video was released a montage of uh, rogan saying the n-word and you're not allowed to do that unless you're a good liberal like how he howard stern said perhaps the most offensive things you've ever heard but he's good because he's a friend of hillary's and a friend of ellen's but we'll give you the latest on the rogan controversy i went to a restaurant in boston over the weekend and uh, didn't show my vax card, and some people thought that was amazing. But I have to say, uh, Wu Train, Mayor Wu, uh, you're losing this battle. People are laughing at you. They're not asking, they're not really making you show your vax card in Boston. Uh, they're dropping mask mandates in New York and New Jersey, but not here. Mayor Wu says we're going to wear masks till like 2028. Uh, she loves, she loves masks. You know, who doesn't love masks? Who? Stacey Abrams, no, it's true. the we're new face, the new face of uh, liberal hypocrisy. Stacey Abrams sat with dozens of little kids, little children, little like second graders, and they were all messed up, but not Stacy. We'll give you you're not going to believe. You're not going to believe the demand she made when she went to visit that classroom. I'm telling you this could be the end of Governor Stacy Abrams, the most offensive column you will ever see in the Washington Post over the weekend. We will, uh, we'll read you that. And the Dolphins hired a new coach, and good news. One of his parents is biracial, so it's cool. Everything's good. This kid, this guy who went to Yale, who's been coaching in the NFL since he was like 14, uh, finally overcame, and he is a head coach. Now, congratulations to him. We'll get into that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy. And their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA, membership required. I'd right, have to say, Karan, I was a yep. little surprised. Little surprised. Joe Rogan made it through the weekend. Uh, I, I predicted last week he'd be done. He'd be de- uh, uh, they would cancel Rogan. He'll be fine. Let's be honest. It's not like he's gonna. Uh, struggle to to find a job or a platform. He'll be good. He'll probably make more money with uh, Daily Wire or The Blaze or on his own. He'd just but be on his own, yeah. He, I thought he would get canceled, get fired by Spotify last week when uh, you know the, the 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 they started circling uh, the, the 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 sharks started circling. There was blood in the water. Then one of the people who is not a fan, I'm not sure who it was, of. Uh, Rogan. Obviously, these people, these are authoritarian leftists who want to uh, stifle any dissenting voices, and he is the leading dissenting voice. He asks questions, and people, unapproved guests, answer them, and that's just too much for the establishment authoritarians out there, so they want to stop this man. They came out with a montage of Joe Rogan saying the N-word. Now, I saw it, and I Obviously, they take it out of context. Obviously, in many cases, I believe he's quoting someone else. He's quoting he's reading someone else's words, but still, the way they make it look, twelve times he used the word twelve times. And then he had to come out with a grovelling statement saying, "Oh, I screwed up." and uh, that doesn't help. As we said last week when Rogan issued his apology, said that will stop nobody for coming for your head. They don't care that you apologize. I think uh, Rogan is the best example at least of late, we've had of how apologies are uh, 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 not the answer. You're not going to uh, uh, placate anyone. You're not going to appease any of your enemies with a, with an apology. And when he was like begging for mercy and promising to do better and apologizing if he pissed anyone off last week, I said that. I said, this is, he's obviously new to this, being under the gun like this. And He didn't know what to do. And maybe someone, maybe an advisor, I don't know, friend told him to apologize. It was a mistake then. It's a mistake now. Even if you screw up, you know, you got a show. Come go on your show and talk about it. Go on your show, bring on a guest, maybe bring on a a guest who will confront you and argue with you, debate you, but don't do this, whatever it was, with 10-minute groveling apology, promising to have more diverse guests. You have very diverse guests. And this is an example of one of the ways his detractors, his enemies, are trying to uh, paint him in a bad light. They 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 issued who who did this yesterday, by the way, Crown. They issued a list of his guests, and they claimed that these guests are on the right, and there's a lot more right wingers on his guest list. And that list, and there's only a handful of guests on the left. Well, the list of guests on the right included Tulsi Gabbard, <laughs> a Democrat. Uh, former Democrat Congresswoman who voted for Bernie Sanders, which is a joke, but there's a whole bunch
1: more. Yes, uh, Sam Harris, Lefty, Bridget Fettesy, Steven Pinker, Barry Weiss, Russell Brand, Tulsi Galbert. Like you look down, oh, those are just the people that some of the people I didn't know on the right hand side, so I couldn't identify, but those, you know, those jumped right you know, out. Like that's a lie.
0: Those are independent thinkers, those are typical uh Rogan guests you know Fetasy and, and, and all those uh, comedians um that he has on he doesn't have on you know traditional politicians it's not like he's going to put on whatever Nancy or Liz Warren and talk about how you know uh, whatever she uh, the typical left- wing talking points is what he, he doesn't want to do he wants different people with different perspectives so they because they can't be pigeonholed these people are saying they're all right wingers well, Let's get to Spotify's reaction because this is why I'm convinced that, uh, that Rogan is done. He is done. Even though he lasted the weekend, even though the Spotify CEO sort of said he's not going to fire him, but when you read the statement, you think, uh, I'm not convinced. Right. <laughs> I'm not convinced. While they were saying that they're not going to fire him, they were, uh, uh, whatever you call it, canceling deleting deleting um the latest i think is up to a hundred episodes now explain this to me carano because i am i genu- i'm genuinely confused they're deleting episodes now i understand why they're deleting peter mccullough and robert malone i understand why they're deleting alex jones because it hurts the sensitive feelings of the spotify employees they're very hurtful but they deleted amy schumer <laughs>
1: I don't know yeah. what this is all about, and uh, so I want. My, uh, Michael Malice was the one who tweeted out the list earlier. Uh, well, I saw it maybe yesterday, or the day before, and but it's a screenshot, so I don't know who originally compiled this list. But Michael Malice went live after because one of his or two of his episodes right, where he was on right. was deleted, so he went live, and I watched his uh, his his show. Maybe that was Friday or Saturday, I don't know. And he couldn't. He doesn't see the pattern either because it all most of them are pre-COVID. And if Rogan used the N word on twelve, not like a hundred of these, then that can't be the answer either. So it, maybe it's just contrarian thinkers. I I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't. By put the it way,
0: why don't you just eliminate the N word if you think it hurts the feelings? Yeah, of you your could. 40s. You could bleep it. You're a, you're a pretty uh, cutting edge high tech company. Yeah, you could eliminate it. the N word. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they they eliminate Amy Schumer and Bill Burr because because why of misinformation? I thought misinformation. I thought COVID misinformation or disinformation was the issue. At least that's what I was told. Yeah. If COVID COVID disinformation is the issue, why are you eliminating Amy Schumer and Bill Burr and all these comedians and all these whatever, you know, uh, psychologists and physicists? I mean, why aren't you focused on the immunologist that offended so many people? But here's the, um, let me get to the the CEO. His name is Daniel Eck. Yeah. He looks kind of like Rogan. He's bald, young guy, but bald. Not jacked, but uh, he gives, here's where, uh, here's why I'm convinced his days are numbered and why it is so discouraging. I mean, Spotify is a communications company, correct? I mean, they have music and they have podcasts and they're worldwide and they're they're big, 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 big. And they have, I don't know how many employees, employees, lots of employees. In fact, I jogged by an office in Boston the other day that said Spotify. I didn't even know they had an office in Boston, but apparently they do. So these people, you know, Jen probably went to college. Are probably very smart. They go to work to, at Spotify, and the CEO is worried that Joe Rogan's words on a podcast have hurt them. Hurt them. I mean, when are we gonna say, you know, guys? He's just talking. Their words. He's he's thought provoking. He's edgy. He's controversial, and he's not that really, but he is. And, and so is, uh, you know, Bill Burr. And so is Michael Malice. Just, you know, get used to it, get comfortable with it. Instead we say, we're so sorry. His words hurt you. Here's the statement, which is embarrassing, which is why I'm convinced Daniel Eck is going to show Spotify the door. He writes, there are no words I can say to adequately convey how deeply sorry I am for the way the Joe Rogan Experience controversy continues to impact each of you. Not only are some of Rogan's comments incredibly hurtful, I want to make clear that they do not represent the values of this company. I know the situation leaves many of you feeling drained, frustrated, and unheard. Okay, quick question. How the hell does this leave some guy in accounting or public relations, some You know, 28-year-old graduate of uh, Wesleyan. How does it leave him drained and frustrated? How does it hurt him? I mean, honest to God, we have lost our minds that this is the CEO of Spotify. This isn't uh, someone on CNN or Brian Steltler. The CEO of Spotify is telling his employees he knows Rogan's words. And I I don't think we're just talking about the N-word here. uh, Because Spotify has a lot of rappers you can listen to, some of whom will be playing the Super Bowl halftime show. You will probably hear the N-word at halftime of the Super Bowl. But we, uh, uh, that's another story. How does Rogan's words hurt or, or leave an employee of Spotify feeling drained and frustrated? Right. I mean, shouldn't the CEO just be saying, you might not like it, but that's... But don't what- listen to it.
1: Yeah, this is we're, we're a platform. A we're a plat- don't listen. We're a platform with creators who have diverse voices, and some of them are going to say things that you don't like, don't agree with, maybe offend you, but just don't listen to them.
0: It's it easy. is amazing that we never ever come up with that solution. As I always said, I, I used to have it in my uh, Twitter bio: was if uh, a conservative doesn't like a radio show, he turns the station. If a liberal doesn't like the radio show, he demands the host be fired. Yeah. That's the point, and these people have a lot of power and a lot of juice, and I think uh, Rogan's two apologies now were ill-advised because there's nothing he could say, nothing he could say to placate the people at Spotify whose feelings were hurt, or the people at, you name it, at CNN or Young Turks or MSNBC or Washington Post, that, that nut at the Washington Post, Margaret Sullivan, we'll get to her, you're not going to believe what she's blaming Rogan for—it's remarkable. It's so insane that I, I mean, even I understand that Washington Post is not a real newspaper. It's the Bezos uh, plaything, but even in that rag, it's hard to believe this column ran. But here's what happens when you uh, when you say Rogan should be canceled. When you say Rogan will be canceled, like like I am saying right here, um, you say okay. What did he do? I mean, obviously, the COVID misinformation is a lie. It's, it's just absurd. It's a guy asking unconventional questions of unconventional people who do not toe the line, who do not carry water for the regime, and it upsets people. It's not because he's controversial or it's not because he's wrong. It's because he steps out of line. He asks unapproved questions of unapproved guests, and they hate that. They can't stand that, so they want him gone. And by the way, you're not going to make him go away. If he leaves Spotify again, he'll work. He'll be on. He'll be available somewhere else. This he might not make as much money, but he'll be as he'll be uh, even more powerful. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely.
1: His in because so you play this game out, right? You get him canceled off Spotify. Apple decides they won't host his content anymore. The big providers decide they don't want to do it. All you're doing is creating a situation where he'll make his own app or you go to his own website to get that material. You think that his 10 million subscribers aren't going to go to his website to listen to, to, listen to him? They'll make a point of it. And all they're doing then is they're, they're showing that their big creators who will not get controlled are willing to go off their platforms and more people will follow them. But more people right. will go onto their own platforms, and they're 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 sinking their own ship because less people are going to go to Spotify and Apple to get their right. content. Lots of,
0: people, lots of people thought when he went to Spotify, he would kind of lose his, you know, his voice. He yep. wouldn't be as loud. He wouldn't be as powerful. And it didn't work out that way. He, because of COVID, because of some of the guests like Malone and McCullough and others, uh, he became more powerful. He became a louder uh voice and more controversial and he'll be fine i mean like i said the daily wire guys uh, ben shapiro they've already said soon as they dump him we're here for him he could go anywhere he could go well not anywhere he could go to the blaze or some right leaning site and he's not i mean the idea that he's a right winger is just so nuts it's just so stupid i mean i I understand most of the people don't even listen to him we know neil young and joni mitchell and indy ari ari indy we know they don't listen to them or uh or uh Elvira. Yeah, Elvira. Right. <laughs> by the way do we have i i meant to track this i'm sure there's some new ones who uh who was the uh, over the weekend we get any uh, uh musicians or uh podcasters who are pulling their stuff from spotify i didn't
1: see anybody that was like that's not moving the needle anymore when these people are leaving spotify no one cares that's true it's like <laughs> I
0: mean, uh-oh, Joni Mitchell is leaving. Uh, now, here, where am I going to hear? I Chuckies love Joni.
1: I, no, like, <laughs> I love Joni Mitchell, by the way. I think she has a world-class voice. She's one of the best voices ever. And I, I love Joni Mitchell, but she's out of touch. She, uh, you know, she's, she doesn't know what she's doing. anymore. But and, but uh, she, they're not moving the needle.
0: I don't think it's going to take uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, I originally thought you and I have talked about it. I originally thought it would take Taylor Swift or maybe, a I don't know, U2 or Springsteen. But I don't think it's going to take that. It's going to take this compilation of him saying the N word, which is obviously taken out of context. We got a lot of experience with that. Uh, Activists, of course, haters who uh, uh, take your words out of context, do a little editing, send them to advertisers. That's what they're doing now with Rogan. But it's, and we can't play the compilation. It's funny. When you think of uh, this, is the most offensive thing you could say in society today. It's a, it's, it's. Well, if you're white, if you're black, you can say it, you can sing it, no big deal. If you're white, you say it, you're generally done, unless you're on the right side, and that would be the left side. If you're Howie Hamptons, Howard Stern, the biggest sellout in the history of the the world, or Joe Biden, you can say the N word, and that's cool, as long as you know, as long as you you know kiss up the Hillary and. And, and you know, have uh, you know, Gail King and and uh, Ellen on your side, you're good. If you're Rogan, who again is not a right winger, but he's kind of not in polite society, he's not in that those circles, you're probably going to get canceled. So as soon as the compilation, and again we can't play it, that's how bad it is. Of Rogan saying the N word 12 times hits, you get the whataboutism, which is fine. I think we have to play that game because that's what they do to. Our side, so you have to play the what about ism? Eighty-one people, eighty-one million people voted for a guy who said the n-word on the sitting in the uh, House chambers. I mean, uh, Senate chambers. He was a senator. He was reading someone else's words, and he kept saying the n-word. And it's amazing. That's what Rogan did. Apparently, most of those references were reading someone else's words or someone else's lyrics. Not good enough. And then you have, you have Howie Hamptons. Howard Stern, and we've certainly said this a lot over the years, is the biggest sellout you ever see. He used to be the greatest. Howard Stern from 25 years ago would hate Howard Stern from today. He has cashed in. Don't get me wrong; he makes whatever it is, 50 million a year. He's got 200 million dollars worth of real estate. He's got. He hides in his house in Palm Beach because he's afraid of COVID, and he's a total COVID crazy lunatic, irrational, uh, neurotic just insane. Anybody who leaves their house, he thinks, is going to kill us all. So he constantly, I mean, he wants Aaron Rodgers kicked out of the NFL. He wants um, Jokovic kicked out of tennis. I think he's going to stop short, Carano, of saying, fire <laughs> fire Rogan. Because if you want to get rid of Rogan for saying the N-word on his show, um, you might want to queue up, and we, again, we cannot do it. Howard Stern has an advantage here. He was so offensive that we can't play it, even on this podcast. I mean, I guess legally we could, but it's so incredibly offensive. You will never hear anything as offensive as Howard Stern in at least one of the skits. I will set it up. He plays – Ted Danson once went in blackface to something with his girlfriend, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, So he plays – it's a skit. Howard Stern is Ted Danson in blackface with big white lips sherman hemsley former uh george jefferson former yeah. uh, uh dry cleaner who lived next to the the bunkers uh, sherman hemsley plays Whoopi, and it's kind of lame you can't sherman hemsley doesn't know what to do what to say but howard takes over and robin quivers is african American sidekick does the interviewing and he just keeps saying the n-word and it's not just the n-word it's you know you filthy n-word and and he's calling, you know, making references to whatever apes and baboons, and it's it's unbelievably, it's hard to believe that aired anywhere ever. Yeah, and he here's the amazing thing: not only do his new friends on the left, you know, the people on the View or you know CNN or whatever on the networks, and like I said, the the the, the Gayle Kings of the world, and not only do they you know give him a pass or ignore it, he Went on the view, and we will play this because it's the most amazing sound. He went on the view and said, Oh no, I never use the N word. When you can Google how it's turned N word and see a hundred times where he not only used it, he used it proud and loud and obnoxiously. And it is, it is, it's, I guess, in his defense, I guess the world has changed because no one could ever do this now, but he did it then, and he was the most popular personality on fm radio i tell this story all the time i got suspended once for saying something stupid and while i sat home i listened to stern and i (laughs) and i was listening to him use the n-word over and over again and by the way the f slur for uh gay individuals he did it freely he did it every day and uh he didn't get canceled it was on fm radio And he was using the N-word constantly. And I'm saying, why does he get to do that? (laughs) Why? But he does it now because he has flipped. He made a decision. He sold his soul a few years ago and became one of the beautiful people, started hanging out with Jennifer Aniston and Billy Joel and sucking up to power. He had Hillary Clinton on for two hours one day and did not ask a single question about any scandals. None, nothing about the emails, nothing about rushing, nothing. He's such a shameless sellout. It's embarrassing for those of us who used to be huge Stern fans. But uh, you know what we should do? Want to play the Clarence Thomas thing? Because I don't think he's, uh, The Clarence Thomas thing is not nearly as bad as the Whoopi Goldberg. It's bad, though. Thing. It's bad. But it, there's no N-word, I don't believe.
1: I don't think so. But he... Oh, yeah. So I've got the video of it, and we can play that. And the audio will... Also depicted. So, if people who are listening to the podcast, well, he's like got it, a
0: weird mask. He like, does, mask yeah. It's big lips and yeah, a, yeah, and an afro. And he's imitating Clarence Thomas. And again, Robin Quivers is doing the interview. But let's listen to this, and then we'll play his denial, which is hilarious. His denial on the View, by the way. And they said, "Oh, wow, you never used the N word." Oh, that's I thought you did, and just moved on. It was amazing. But let's listen to Howie Hamptons, who is not canceled, who will not be canceled. Rogan will, but Howie Hampton's imitating Clarence Thomas.
1: Without further ado,
0: I'd like to present the latest nominee to the United States Supreme Court, the Honorable Clarence Thomas.
1: Oh, Oonga Boonga.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, I'm just trying to improve my image. The black people are against me because they say that I'm not a real black man. I want to say to them and to all you that I am proud to be here. I would like to say that I am cognizant of black people <laughs> and I would like to be the head marketing mark of the Supreme Judiciary Continuum. And it goes on and that is, it's amazing. To, now, if you're in blackface, not, again, you could be in blackface if you're a good liberal. Yeah, Jimmy, if you're Kimmel, Trudeau, if you're, Jimmy yeah. Kimmel can sure. be in blackface. No problem. Yeah. Justin Trudeau, blackface. No problem. Ralph Northam, no problem. But, if you're Megyn Kelly and all you do is say, <clears throat> you can understand why kids at Halloween would go would use a, go as a black person, like a white kid would go as Beyonce or Jay-Z, she said she would understand that they would do that, which is perfectly it's common sense. She got fired. Now, I, I understand there's more things at work there. She was not their kind of host on NBC, so they got rid of her, but some people can go as blackface how he happens cannot just go as blackface but he can have a mask on with big lips and do the amos and andy black dialect and that's okay but trust me when i tell you the whoopee ted dances skit is much much worse a thousand times worse where he says the n-word over and over and he was asked about this on the view i don't have the date let me get the date do we have the date on when he did this uh I don't still have it up but uh. um i do right here uh I, um this was two years uh, was this two years ago yeah two years ago on the view that's not that long ago and he's on and there's i can i could see him he's with uh sunny and one side joy behar and Whoopi on the other sunny huston and megan mccain on one side he's right in the middle and they ask about using the n-word and i guess I guess this is the approach, the strategy. Just deny just it to the end. lie
1: about it. Just lie. <laughs> <laughs> deny, deny, deny. There's
0: video proof. I mean, all kinds of video proof. But let's listen to Howie Hampton just flat out lied to the girls on The View.
1: found your show so offensive. Uh, you used- <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank, I, that's what I figured, right? You were shocked, John. You use the N-word a lot.
1: Um, you no, said I really? didn't. I, I yeah. used the N-word. Yeah, you did. Wait a second. Hold on I before do, you I say remember that. I Whoopi, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. No, we let, let, had we a that. guy on from the Ku Klux Klan. Yes. Who very freely used the N-word. Yes. Yeah. And my belief was, hey, say to, it out in the open. Yes. And le- I didn't use the N-word. Let's be I, very I, clear. I, I,
0: Oh, and he gets a round of applause that is amazing i'm telling you i he just flat out lies says didn't do it nope Whoopi, not
1: me and Whoopi was there like having his back too you could see her chiming You're like hold that's, on hold on let him explain that and, is weird uh, yeah uh,
0: that's that's the best example like he savaged Whoopi, savaged her and somehow he made it up to i'm sure it wasn't some you know upper east side you know dinner party and he apologized, said it was just part of the job, and they're friends now. He's friends with these people that he wants. I heard him with Kathy Lee Gifford one day, somebody savage, yeah. just sucking up to her, making up to her, and now they're friends. It's it's remarkable the turnaround, the the, the uh, makeover that Howie Hamptons has uh, uh, undergone, and he's acceptable. You will hear... I think, I think you'll hear uh, Rogan get canceled, but not Stern. And I realize he's on serious and most of his uh, real friends, his uh, lo- I mean, real fans, loyal fans over the years, like me, have bailed on him because he's such a sellout, but he's still making 50 million. He's still in his $50 million Palm beach mansion hiding inside until COVID goes away. But we uh, will, it'll be, it'll be interesting. And we have, we can't, i don't think we could play it but you got biden if you have seen it google it biden's sitting there reading a i don't know reading some prepared text and he says the n-word i don't know what three or four times and yeah it's like amazing same that thing is our the, president.
1: The, the young turks there's a there's a super kind oh, yeah, of that that's too a good with like point. it's like they say it like 30 times
0: the young turks if you don't know is a liberal outfit financed by some liberal billionaire it's crazy they got uh they got online online show and, and and podcasts and and uh uh, website and they will lead the charge to get any conservative canceled or any whatever libertarian whatever you want to call uh, Rogan and they have a and there's a video of them saying the N word over and over and over again. Don't you feel like uncomfortable saying that if you're the Young Turks? I mean, it's not just you know whatever it is, Senk, chenk. It's not just him. It's the it's the woman he works with and they just keep saying it. It's like they're very comfortable saying it. It's kind of scary, but. Uh, we are um, counting down the days I predicted to a friend of mine by the end of
1: today uh, Rogan will be out because
0: don't you feel like well, when you watch the, the Apology videos that that is a dead man walking?
1: I mean he, he's an authentic guy, so he does try to own he wants to he wants to be honest. so he wants to own things that he think did, did wrong. Unfortunately in this media climate, if you do that then you're you're prey. Um, but the, the fascinating thing for me about this Eck, uh, the Spotify CEO thing, is in his statement, he said that it was Rogan that pulled 100 of his episodes down, that he did it.
0: Do you think that's true? Why would he do that? I, I, mean, I don't know, understand why anyone would pull down you know, Bill Burr and Amy Schumer and some of these uh, episodes. I don't, I don't, what does that do? Yeah, so what says,
1: if you- this is, a, is Following the discussions, Rogan removed some of his podcast episodes from Spotify, according to Eck. That doesn't make sense to me.
0: Um, Rogan, uh, well, what maybe we'll find out more, but he seems like a guy who is uncomfortable being under the gun here. He doesn't know what to do. Um, he's not going to quit, although lots of people, you know, on the right, lots of people who have lived through cancel culture have said, you got to quit. You got to stand up and just say, you know, go screw. You're going to do that to my show, you know, suck it and go somewhere else. But he doesn't sound like he wants to do that. He wants to stay with Spotify. Well,
1: maybe Spotify wants him to quit so that they don't have to pay him the you know well the ceo million. said his solution was they're not going to fire Rogan yet
0: they're going to invest 100 million dollars in podcasts by people in marginalized communities this is not the i mean it's amazing that Rogan even works at this woke you know place but they're going to invest 100 million dollars in podcasts by i guess that means you know african american maybe uh, gay you know lgbt i don't know other Maybe the new Miami Dolphins head coach can get a podcast because, you know, he's from a marginalized community, but doesn't that seem ridiculous? Because no one's going to listen to them unless unless they're good. If you just invest in a podcast so you can have more, whatever, black voices or marginalized voices, what if they suck? (laughs) Shouldn't you say, we're going to invest in good podcasts and you can listen if you want. You don't have to listen if you don't want. And it's just, it's so bizarre. This I think he's done for two reasons. He has groveled, sadly, and the CEO is saying all the the, the, the worst woke things, like, you know, it's his words were hurtful, and you're so front and you're drained, and we're going to invest in marginalized podcasts, and that is a seriously woke company. I guess I don't even understand why they signed him in the first place, but they'll be done soon. They will be done soon. All right, let's move on. Let's get to uh, the uh, Stacey Abrams and... Uh, uh, the new face of mask fanatics, mask hypocrisy, and me, I'm the new face of uh, fighting against vax uh, not didn't, didn't, You know, I didn't ask for this, but I'm willing to take yep. the mantle and go with it. But first, let me tell you about, what am I doing here, Carano? You
1: got MD hearing aid and uh, right? Siempre, uh, Siempre Siempre, tequila. I needed you to say that, Siempre. But
0: let me first tell you about uh, MD hearing aid. Do you have someone in your life, maybe it's you, who sits there sometimes Where you're watching a game, you're watching the Pro Bowl yesterday, which was so awful. I can get to that. And you're saying, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. And every time you're watching something, or maybe you're talking and they're saying, ha, ha, can't hear you. I need, you know, speak louder if you're having dinner or maybe you're in a restaurant and you can't hear because there's some noise. Well, uh, we, we, I have the solution for you here, that it would be MD hearing aid. Did you know that nine out of 10 people still buy hearing aids from clinics and pay $5,000. I never knew these cost that much, but I do now. And I have a solution for you. A much more affordable option. Uh, Check out MD hearing aid. MD hearing aid is an FDA registered rechargeable hearing aid that costs a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. MD hearing aids, Volt Plus model costs over 80% less than clinical hearing aids. Hearing aids require clinic-level care for best results. Clinic-level care comes from licensed hearing professionals. MD Hearing Aid brings clinic-level care right to you via telemedicine from doctors and licensed professionals. MD Hearing Aid was founded by an ENT surgeon who saw many of his patients needed hearing aids but couldn't afford them. He made it his mission to develop a quality hearing aid that anyone could afford. If you forget to take your hearing aids off in the shower, check this out. Nothing to worry about. The Volt Plus is water resistance in up to three feet of water. Plus, it's rechargeable with a battery life that lasts up to 30 hours. So how do you make hearing aids for a fraction of the cost? Well, since about 95% of the people who need hearing aids only require a few settings, MD hearing aids simplified the need for certain components not needed by most people. Plus, they cut the out the price-hiking middleman. That's the way to do it. Uh, check out mdhearingaid at mdhearingaid.com you get clinic level care for 80% less with MD Hearing Aid. go to mdhearingaid.com and use promo code jerry G-E-R-R-I, to get the you get the buy one get one for 299.99 each when you buy a pair deal plus they're adding a free extra charging case a 100 dollar value just for listeners of the callahan show so head to mdhearingaid.com and use our promo code Jerry and get the buy one, get one for $299.99 each when you buy a pair deal. I, I should have you talking about Sampre because I know you've drunk some. You've drunk some. Have you had any this morning? No, I don't that drink would, in the morning. That'd be good. We could have a little uh, you know first-person testimonial how good this stuff is. Sampre. Sampre tequila. Check this out. It was founded... In 2015 by Alex and Monica they took their life savings put it on a credit card to invent come up with this great new tequila continuing in Monica's grandfather's footsteps they created an agave spirit perfect for them they figured uh, if this was their favorite the world might agree besides it had been good because they knew they'd be drinking lots had to be good because they knew they'd be drinking lots of it I like their attitude after a few awards and a ton of hard work, Sampre has grown into over 20 markets around the world. If you're looking for it, you can catch it on the road, traveling to wherever Sampre is available to help spread the word. Tell, tell everyone about it. Sampre, how is it? How is it, Corano? How oh, is Sampre? Yeah, it's great. It is?
1: Yes. Do you drink it straight? Uh, yes, with ice. Straight. That's not straight. That's on the rocks. Whatever, on the rocks then. Oh, well, maybe it is straight. With a, no, it isn't I straight. guess straight you up would be, be no. Yeah, no, with ice. Yep. Uh, well,
0: uh, Siempre already has multiple awards. It's it's made traditionally in a small Mexican town called Tequila. How cool is that? They make it in the town called Tequila. The founders started this company with their life savings. Uh, one of the founders drew the label on it by hand. That's important. Siempre means always. That's what the word means. The roses symbolize beauty in both life and death. Good and bad, 100% blue Weber agave from both the highlands and lowlands of Jalesco, Mexico. It's made using volcanic spring water. Do you know that, Carano? That's important. Mm. Uh, uh, it's Famous people drink it, but there will no celebrity owner or celebrity endorsers unless you count Matt Carano. Siempre wants you to be your own uh, celebrity. Ask for Siempre at your local wine and spirit store or find it online at dot SIEMPRE, that's S-I-E-M-P-R-E, tequila.com. Shop.SIEMPRETEQUILA.COM. All right, let's do, uh, let's do my experience, my experience. I didn't think much out. of it. You were out and about. I didn't think it much of it. Walked to this restaurant. Um, I can't tell you where, because I'll get him in trouble, but it's right near the garden. It's not far from where I live. It was so cold. It was the coldest walk of my life. We went over this bridge. It was windy. It was like two degrees we went to this restaurant, we go in, and I don't think I had my mask on, but no, no one cares about that either. Wearing your mask when you walk in the door, it's so silly. And the host was standing there, kind of a you know, chubby guy, nice guy. And he says, I gotta see your vax cards. And I like, really, because I'd never been asked, except at the garden. When um oh I did it at the con my, my Jason Isbell concert at the Wang Center, I got asked and I just held it up. Same thing. They don't look at it, they just say, Oh, good. And uh, I think i did, I went to a Bruins game in the same. Yes, yes. I was going in. You hold your phone up. They don't even look at it, right? That's how it works. It's all theater still. It's like when you go to the garden of Fenway and you're, you know, 75 years old and ask, you buy a beer, they ask for an ID. It's stupid, but that's the city we live in. Uh, this will be the last holdout for masks and vax cards, Boston, because we just elected a lunatic mayor in Michelle Wu. But anyway, my wife goes first, and she's looking for a thing on her phone. He said, uh, just just let me see your phone. And she, she has not She holds it up. It's good. And I'm looking for it. I haven't shown it in a while. And I'm like, back, it was like, I don't know, last May that I actually had the thing. So I was looking back, and he goes, uh, just show me your phone. And I hold it up. And it's like a picture of my dog. And he says, we're good. And we go to the table. That's it. And I realized then that the vax card, checking vax cards is a joke. Uh, everyone knows it's a joke. Nobody takes it seriously. That's a good thing. I'm glad restaurants are pretending to play along because they have to. but I mean this restaurant was packed and by the way, it was the third restaurant we went to. The first two were were full. We couldn't get in it was like no an hour and a half wait and we just walked there's a bunch of restaurants in this general area. but the restaurants appeared to be doing quite well and I'm gonna guess none of them takes this VaxCard card thing seriously and that is a good thing because it's crazy. I mean, this restaurant, I looked around. I said, we're like the oldest people in here. It's a bunch of young people, 25, 30-year-old people having a good time. They put their masks on when they went to the restroom. Or I love this. When you walk in the bar or restaurant, you put your mask on till you sit at the bar. And then you take it off and you have someone right next to you, right next to you. And, and you're surrounded by people, but you don't need your mask. When you walk in and no one's right next to you, you do need it. Yeah. But we've gone
1: over all the insanity, all the, the... You realize, by the way, none of this is happening in New Hampshire. I was in a coffee shop on Sunday morning. Nobody in masks. Literally nobody with a mask on. No one's checking anything. Nobody cares. People out and about... Well, check this out. Nobody, check this out, Yeah.
0: This morning, New York City, I just saw it. New York City is dropping the mask mandate first week of March. <laughs> New Jersey is dropping... Bill Murphy announced they're dropping the mandate. I think it's schools immediately. Um... People are catching on, and it's a good thing. It's two years too late, but they're catching on that the masks mean nothing. They're just theater. The cloth masks don't work. Even you know the CDC, even Leanna Wynn on CNN admits they don't. It don't work. It's just theater, and we all. And more and more people know it. But I told the story. Oh, not really a story. I just tweeted out that I held up my phone with a picture of my dog. And he said we're good, and all these. I got such a reaction to it. I think it's pissing people off. Yeah, I got two thousand likes. And everyone's accusing me of lying like uh uh Cullinane. And this and the thing with liars they think everyone else lies like they lie yeah. so, you know cully cully lies you know he likes his thing you know he, so he thinks that's a lie but why why is that a lie why, what do i get out of it i mean what's the why, why would i lie about that i i don't know i don't lie so i don't understand the mentality of i'll make up a lie about going to a restaurant and the guy went through the motions looking at the vax card i assume he did that for everybody yeah he checked you know how hard it is to check a vax card on a phone in a crowded dark restaurant to check everybody they can't they don't okay but our governor our governor our mayor new mayor this lunatic young harvard grad elizabeth warren protege absolute authoritarian does not care if she destroys small business doesn't mind abusing children she's a a avowed child abuser who wants to wrap everyone's face, every kid's face in in cloth and gag them. She's gonna be the last holdout. She yeah, said I, the I, other day, the I, other day that this we will be wearing masks into twenty twenty
1: three. Yeah, I always wondered. like I always think that California and New York are the like the l- most leftist states uh in the country but um uh, massachusetts is giving a run for its money <laughs> or, or like or san francisco and new york city right and boston's giving them a run for their money now they want to be they the sure last stronghold uh holdout on this COVID nonsense
0: they sure are they are absolutely and and we and if it were even marty walsh our last mayor who was a you know a crazy liberal but not this kind of fanatic this is a you know harvard faculty lounge liz warren hardcore socialist who, if you ever said to her, "This is really going to hurt business," she would say, "So what? Who cares about business? I don't. I don't care about the private sector. I get a check every every week. I've always will. You know, my my constituents, my supporters, people in my my advisors. None of us actually work for a living. It's all one big grift. They don't uh, give a damn about bars and restaurants and gyms. She's worse." But, her, the chally, been, but, the number,
1: but the number of people who are as fanatical as her has to be a small minority, right? It's got to be, what, 10% of the population who's as fanatical as she is. How is this a winning strategy for? Her? That's what I don't understand. How is this going to get her elected again?
0: It's uh, easy. She'll, she'll get elected in a landslide. By the way, I looked it up. It's like 28% of voter turnout. So people like me just don't even show up because yeah. what's the point? They're all a bunch of crazy liberals, although I will admit she's the worst. And it's going to be bad. She's terrible. People are laughing at her already. Um, She's going to stick to the mask mandate and the vax card mandate, and no one's going to follow it. That's how it works. But I do enjoy, and I'm telling you, it's a daily occurrence now. And you enjoy watching uh, these liberals get called out for the hypocrisy. Last week, you and I talked about Gavin Newsom and uh, Eric Garcetti. With Magic Johnson, uh, Newsom said he just took it off for a second, which was a lie. Yeah, Eric Garcetti said he held his breath, which was a, which was a great one. Held his breath while hugging Magic. Well, we, now we have the new face, and it is a big chubby face of, uh, of mask hypocrisy. Stacey Abrams, if you didn't see it over the weekend, maybe you didn't follow the news over the weekend. You really got to see it. It is a picture that will live forever because it's going to be in every campaign ad. She's running for governor. There's a couple of Republicans running against her. And uh, this will be in ads, on posters, on billboards, and everything else. It's Stacey Abrams, who still considers herself the governor uh, of of, uh, Georgia, visiting a classroom of little kids. She sits in the middle, and the kids are all masked up, and she's not. She's not. There's one person in that room, or as I tweeted, there's two people in that room who are in, who are in serious jeopardy of hospitalization or death. That would be Stacey Abrams and the child she sat on. Um, that, that kid, I... you know, thoughts and prayers to that kid because it looks like there was a kid there before she sat down. But here's the amazing thing, the reaction to it. She gets called out. The picture goes viral. You have the obese, uh, middle-aged woman with a million comorbidities who doesn't mask up. You have literally what would you say 30
1: something like that yeah
0: seven-year-olds all masked up yeah. gagged muzzled and you think why 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 is this why is there's this double standard why do you have the the only people who are in no danger from covid are wearing masks and the one person who is in serious danger of covid doesn't wear masks well first of all they issue is statement and they say, you know, they can't believe Republicans, you know, pounced on this picture during Black History Month. So they made it about, gotta, gotta and and about race and Republicans right. and, you know, no apology, no, you know, uh, come and clean on her hypocrisy. That's not what uh, good liberals do, as we learned from Newsom and everybody else. But anyway, did you see the statement they released today? It is remarkable. Um, the reason you want to know why these kids... Were all masked up, and Stacey Abrams was not. Tell us. She insisted. She insisted. Um. The and this came out this morning. The campaign quote explicitly required kids to wear their masks so that she could take hers off. It is a. Uh, I don't know if the, uh, this is from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. It said. Uh, Photos good. She she agreed to, to uh, take a handful of photos on the condition that everyone around her was wearing face masks. So every seven year old had to wear a face mask. Yep. So that this obese middle aged woman could take hers off. If that doesn't encapsulate the last, the whole room two years, too.
1: You've got people who are probably like fifty feet away from her in the back wall, like sitting down, all with masks on as well. Like no one, no one even near her. Uh, and, and then you're right, like maybe 30 of these these kids with masks on. It's it's a crazy photo.
0: How tone deaf can you be to think, I know I'll, I'll pose for a picture, I'll smile, these poor kids are all, you know, sucking for air and smelling in their own fumes and um, can't see each other's faces or smiles and they're obviously suffering, they're, they have speech problems. That's okay because I want to breathe freely. I hope this blows up on her. I hope this is like the the death knell for her political career. I, I doubt it because liberals have become comfortable with such hypocrisy, but uh, it is it is remarkable. And, you know, I guess when I'm ripping Joe Rogan for apologizing, I should understand why someone like Stacey Abrams doubles down and says, oh, no, it's uh, racism. It's re- those evil Republicans pouncing, not my hypocrisy. But uh, I think it's a good thing because uh, I'm just hoping she, you know, that, that they beat her next time, like they did last time, and she goes away. But we will see. All right, let me get to uh, the new Dolphins coach and that column, most amazing column. If you haven't seen it in the uh, in the Washington Post yesterday, but uh, first, let me tell you about Shake Concrete. You know about Shake Concrete? They have a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed in your home. This is the perfect late winter, early spring project for you if you're building a new home or remodeling an old home uh this, the shea has great values designs for that will fit any home there are many options available including concrete or you can customize with stone or brick a new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home giving you much better curb appeal they remove the old stairs which is not easy and put in the new steps within hours you can sit in the window crank the heat and watch them the, when you when they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience, and in a few hours, hours you will get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com or stop in, visit one of their locations, and ask about their precast concrete steps. Also, you can ask about jobs. Uh, right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions at their four different locations. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. They will have a job for you. It's a great company, great people. All you have to do is pass a drug test. Right, did you watch the Pro Bowl yesterday,
1: Corona? I didn't. I have no interest in that. Uh...
0: I I never watched the Pro Bowl. I used to as a kid, and you know when I watched everything, and I love football, and it was it was. Not great football, but it used to be sort of interesting. I guess well, I was watching it, my son you know loves football, so we put it on. I was just hanging out. It's unbelievably embarrassing. It is so silly.
1: as embarrassing as the it, nBA uh, all star game
0: they don't yeah, it's worse because, as I always point out, football can't do exhibition style, you know they can't do half speed it's football you need it's dangerous it's, it's violent it's, That's why it's so great, yeah. Football is so great, you can't have an exhibition. You can't have a pretend game, or it looks ridiculous. This looks, I mean, they don't tackle. They touch. There's no blitzing. There's no hitting of the receivers, and it's just everyone's laughing, and they're switching positions, and they're, it's just a joke. I never knew it was that bad. I shouldn't say. I I haven't watched it lately, and it was uncomfortably bad, and all the Patriots fans were thrilled because Mac Jones ran for like 60 yards, Uh, but it was called back because he got two-hand touched. And it just looks silly. You watch the guys, like a guy picked off uh, Patrick Mahomes and ran it back for a touchdown because no one tried to get him. Right. They didn't. Why don't just,
1: they? Do, why don't they do like uh, like uh, like tag football too, where you wear the the um, the ribbons on your belts that they that they grab? Why don't they just like lean know, flag, into it? I don't that know way. A,
0: they should. They should because I mean I I never was one of those people that said what a ridiculous. I mean it was it used to be kind of fun, but it just looks silly. And again, that's a tribute to the sport. The sport's too good to, to mail it in. It just doesn't work. But, uh, um, I ended up watching, you know, mostly golf and, uh, you know, flipping around watching other things, but, um, I want to get to this, uh, coach of the, um, Miami Dolphins. I had a guy named Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel is replacing Brian Flores, Brian Flores, who was suing the league, suing every team in the league, but accusing the Dolphins of tanking. He's, uh, he's embarrassed Bill Belichick. He embarrassed John Elway. He basically lit himself on fire and, you know, good luck to him because he's not going to get hired. Apparently he's not going to get hired in Houston either. I don't know when the hell he's ever going to get hired. But uh, Mike McDaniel kind of, to me, illuminates the, the, the flaw in the whole Rooney rule, the whole quota system. Mike McDaniel was rumored to be a candidate for a number of jobs. Deadspin comes out and says he does not deserve to be hired. Deadspin, which is just a crazy left-wing site that everything they do is race. It's all race. Everything, you know, they're like the Boston Globe. They're obsessed with race. It's all that matters. Like Ayanna Presley, all she does is tweet and talk about race, race, race. So they say this guy who's been, he's bounced around. He hasn't been a head coach, but he's been in a lot of places. He started in, in Denver when he was 18 years old. Uh, and then worked in Houston and uh, Redskins, Redskins, Browns, Falcons, Niners, bounced around, but on the fast track the whole time, he's only 38. Just considered very smart. One of these guys, one of these John McVeigh types, these uh, LaFleur, Matt LaFleur types, young, smart, uh, up and coming. And uh, Deadspin didn't like it because they thought he was white.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And then they find out, that one of his parents is biracial. I mean, nobody knows any details. I've been reading, they just say one of his parents is biracial. I think it's his father. It doesn't matter. Miami Herald
1: but says his father is black.
0: Father's black, his mother's not. He doesn't really look whatever. He looks what do he looks like? I mean, he's but so it was a bad idea to hire him when they thought his father was white. Then they find out his father's black and it's a great idea. That spends all in. It's it's progress. It's uh, diversity. And I'm thinking, this guy literally got hired by the Broncos when he was, I want to say 17. Is, I mean, no, 20, he just got out of college. He, uh, he went to Yale. <laughs> he grew up in Smoky he was, Hill. He,
1: he was 22 when he was hired by the uh, Broncos.
0: 22. Yeah. He was hired by the right out of Yale. And then a full-time assistant coach the next year for the Texans. Then he went to the UFL for a couple uh for a couple of years and then back the Redskins full time. And then, you know, kept moving up the Browns. And then he became an offensive coordinator for one year. And I was a head coach. So I would say, I don't think anybody's held him down, held him back, even though he's biracial. Now he's hired and everyone writes Adam Schefter and everyone else. Well, now we have a black coach. I'm like, really is that how this works you search his family tree and you say oh look he's you know biracial this is a good thing this is progress it just seems weird and and uh forced it seems forced i mean nothing's held mike mcdaniel back he's been on the i mean you, you grow up in a wealthy suburb and go to yale and we're supposed to say you know we can't give the job to some white guy who whatever been an assistant coach for 30 years but we can you know we can't give it to brian dayball but we can give it to mike mcgail that's good that's good but brian dayball bad anyway congratulations i just heard uh, robert salah the jets coach raving about him they worked together he said he's brilliant he's great mm. and he said i just hope he stays out of the division well that didn't happen robert he's in the division with the jets and the patriots and apparently. He's uh, smart as hell, and uh, lots of people think he's going to be a success. I don't know if he's going to be paid to lose, which would be a little weird. How can so you, I, that,
1: that's a tough? I know there are very limited jobs, and if you're so maybe maybe you need to take it, but if you know that the Miami Dolphins are trying to pay people to lose, would you take that job? I don't. I, don't
0: I guess know. they can't do it anymore.
1: <laughs> I don't. Well, I guess not. Yes. Yeah,
0: you know why? I always say. You know, it's a good question, but I always say. You're a 38. You know, you're, you're, When they hire you, you're going to get a five year. I mean, uh, 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 the last guy, Flores, had a five year, $15 million guaranteed deal. Yeah. This guy's probably getting 20, 15, like five years, $20 million. And what happens if you get fired? You get all that money and you become the hot candidate to be an assistant, uh, being a coordinator. It's like in the, I think it's in the Globe or I don't know, Brian, uh, Chris Casper wrote, that uh, Brian Dable is not as qualified to coach the Giants as Brian Flores, and they're both in assistance for a long time. Dayball was a coordinator. Flores wasn't. The only advantage Flores had was that he was a head coach and got fired, so it doesn't hurt you, even if you lose, to be a head coach for a couple of years if you're really young and, uh, and, and get fired because you'll be hired as a coordinator for like a million and a half the next day. So he's got it made. He's got it made. Even if they lose, he's all set forever. And uh, But, you know, he's really highly touted. We will see how he does in Miami. We'll see if he can fix Tua. They said he's a big run game guru, so maybe they'll just be running the ball and they won't be relying on Tua, who can't throw the ball downfield. He just refuses to. But, all right, let's get to, do I have time to get to this Margaret Sullivan column? Yeah. Now, normally I wouldn't read it. It's the Washington Post. Nobody reads Actually, I don't read the post-its. And she even says, Margaret Sullivan tweets this out because she's angry at Joe Rogan. And she says, I'm going to put it on the, I'm not going to put it behind a paywall. I'm like, oh, good. She writes a column literally accusing Rogan essentially of uh, killing her friend. Margaret Sullivan has a friend. He's four, he was 47 years old. His name was Miguel Rodriguez. He was a high school sports uh, sports writer in Buffalo, covered high school sports. He was obese. He was asthmatic. He was forty-seven, and he didn't get vaccinated. And he died of COVID a couple of weeks ago. Now she—I don't even know how she knew him, but she talked to the family. She—he had a little sister. He lived with his parents. Sounds like he had some a lot of health issues. Well, he dies, and she blames. Rogan and writes, literally writes that I don't know if he ever listened to Rogan, Right, but Rogan uh, is an anti-vaxxer, which he's not. I listened to Rogan's, I remember listening and you and I played it when he said, if you're 21 years old and healthy, you probably don't need the vaccine. He never said 40 obese if you have 47 health year old admatic if you're
1: old if you're he never said anything about that. In fact, she admits that in this article too. She says that Rogan um he, she gives him crap for saying people who are young and healthy may not need to be vaccinated. She gives she gives Rogan crap here. And then at the same time, she's blaming him for a thousand words. She, uh, she, it, it, yeah. yeah. she, she writes says, she says, I don't
0: know I, in the New York in the Washington Post, I don't know for sure. Whether getting vaccination or booster shots would have saved Mickey's life, and I have no idea whether, he'd, whether he had ever listened to Joe Rogan's podcast or what his precise reasons were for not getting vaccinated. So why? Are but we- I've talked to many of his co-workers and friends, his mother and father. What I've gleaned is that friends had been pushing him to get vaccinated, but he and his family hadn't been convinced it was wise or necessary. We were skeptical of the vaccine because it's so new, said his father. What, well, what does Rogan have to do with that? The, the father? Seems like it's it was a family decision.
1: Yeah. Seems like it was his decision and she, his family she, dis- decision.
0: She, she literally says, uh, he's, Rogan, uh, when he apologized, to my ears, he sounded glim, nas- glib, narcissistic, and clueless. What? I mean, I, you can, uh, Rogan's non-apology apology made me furious because I've been spending so much time thinking about my friend, Miggy Rodriguez. Who died last week. Now, this is insane. And I hope Rogan goes off on this woman. Right? It's not really a friend, it's just someone she casually knew. There's a picture of him. He's obese. He does not look healthy. He should have been vaccinated. And Rogan never told him not to get vaccinated. And I don't think he ever listened to Rogan. I mean, if he did, she would have said it. If he did, her father, his father would have of said Of course, it. yeah. Well, I'm gonna make the leap, ground and say he never listened to Rogan. It never happened. And yet, in the pages of the Washington Post, she's blaming Rogan for killing her friend. It's insane. These people have lost their bleeping minds.
1: Yeah, they wonder why no one, no one reads mainstream media. No one listens to mainstream media anymore. They wonder why. Did she,
0: do you think she ever listened to him? I mean, honest to God. Did she? Because I haven't listened to him that often, and you haven't. We Occasionally. He would never say a 47-year-old obese asthmatic shouldn't get vaccinated. I mean, I would never say that. No. You would never say that. No. Even if you're not vaccinated, even if you have your questions, even if you're afraid of whatever myocarditis, you would never. This guy's a classic example of somebody for whom the vaccine was invented. It's too bad he was skeptical. He should have gotten the jab. And Rogan and everyone else would agree. I mean, I can't even think of anyone who would tell this guy not to get vaccinated. Maybe Robert Kennedy Jr. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But you got to see it. You got to read it to believe it. First of all, she's a lousy writer, she's their media. Meet one of their media writers, and God is she? It, it, it's just pathetic, Just pathetic. But anyway, we got to leave it there, Carano. yep. um, I wanted to get into the uh, producer search because I talked to a couple guys over the weekend, and so, and I think um,
1: I talked to a couple you, too, I think
0: you did too, but yeah. we can do that tomorrow. How's that? Do All that right. tomorrow? People we,ll love that,
1: yeah, yeah. but also if if anybody's interested, I think we should still call for people too. If you're interested in in uh, producing this podcast, info at the just send me your resume. And, uh, and we'll take a look.
0: And nobody's blown you away yet, I'm going to assume, since you're still... Uh, I mean,
1: I, I'm the best there's ever been. So how, how do oh, I... <laughs> no, uh, I... No, I... No, it's not what...
0: That's not what Cullinane says. I don't know.
1: You called him a liar <laughs> earlier in the podcast, though. You he think that a guy liar, can but you judge talents? I, <laughs> I, always,
0: I always say this about producers. Here's why you're not fit for this job. Because producers are usually liars. They're kind of dumb. And they're punching bags. And you're not comfortable with any of that. You're not, you're not really a good liar. You're i do not my t-
1: punching bag. I, I don't think that's the problem. You can, well, you, we, know, you, you, you know and I can mean.
0: argue. I mean I mean you know what I mean. Cullen takes abuse and happily, and he he understands. He he enjoys it. But and I always say you know we talk about many times. Producer, I know producer lies when they say I called the guy three times. That means they called him
1: once. Yeah, I'm not a liar. I don't. Yeah, uh, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't mess yeah, around with
0: that. Yeah, it's why you're just not cut off with this job. You got to learn to lie. And uh, maybe next time. But anyway, I. Right info what is it again send info it
1: at the callahan if uh, if you're interested send me send me some, or just dm me on uh, on twitter too that's fine
0: very good info at the show got, dot com. still looking this is Corano's last week so get yes. those resumes in and uh we'll see what we got out there but cool. uh, we will leave it there for today thanks Corano thanks to everybody for watching and listening i'm Jerry Callahan this is the Callahan show and we will talk to you again tomorrow